Welcome everyone to another edition of the Final Down NFL Podcast with myself, Jim, Punk Raider and Denver Dave. We're here to talk about the NFL. Boys, how are you doing? It still throws me when you say that because I still expect the old intro every <laughs> single time. It, it really still does throw me. I have to catch myself, but I do it every no, time. No, I know, so. I know. Um, yeah, no, I'm all good. I'm much better now. I'm I'm hovering at like 70%. You were miserable so, on Sunday. Oh, mate. Absolutely oh, I miserable. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, in just in terms of general health. I mean, I've oh, not okay, been that as well. at 100% since like 1997. Mm. I was going to say, he's been miserable for at least the last 30 years. <laughs> I'm not. I'm on about general health. I've been miserable for the past 40 years. I haven't run anything else. <laughs> I mean, with Dave, there, there are troughs and there are deeper troughs of his misery. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah it's like... Uh, it was like levels of radiation. It's bad or horrendous, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, you were quite a few Rungan on Sunday. Oh, man, I was so annoyed. So annoyed. More on that later. More on that later. <laughs> Let's get on with the pod. It's trade deadline day, everyone. So what we're actually going to be doing is not really talking about the trades because they're still potentially going through. Um, we're actually going to do a bonus pod uh, tomorrow and uh, send them out. So you're going to wait another day. But we're actually going to address all of the big trades that are happening over this uh, last 24 hours, including Von Miller. So wait for Dave's uh, reaction to that one when we get to it. What we are going to do today, though, is obviously look at some injury news. There were some big injuries that happened. And I felt that we might just spend the first 20 minutes shouting the word Derek Henry into the microphone because Derek Henry has been placed on injured reserve and is undergoing surgery on his foot following an injury picked up at the end of Sunday's game against the Colts. The Titans are not putting a timeline on when he'll return. Though it's believed that his season is over, the Titans have signed Adrian Peterson on to their practice squad. Henry leads the NFL with 937 yards rushing and 10 touchdowns. Also has got a league high 219 rushes, which is well ahead of the second leading rusher, Joe Mixon, at 137. Boys, how uh, how crushing is this for the league in general? Um, I don't think it's crushing for the league. I think it's crushing for Tennessee because he is essentially their offense. Um, I think now that we get to see how good Tannehill is because it's really going to open up the offense for him. So it's going to be interesting. We're going to see how good this Tennessee side is. We're going to see basically running back by committee. So, you know, Peterson's not just going to come in and do Derrick Henry's load. Um, I can't think what the backing backups running backs name is Nicholson, McNichols, something like that. Um, He's not going to do it either. So it'll be interesting to see if, if, if they can replicate half to three quarters of Henry's output, then, you know, the Titans are still a very good football team. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of pressure on that offensive line to, to keep producing. But you're right, Dave. Um, it, it's going to give us a massive opportunity to really see if Tannehill is, is one of those upper echelon quarterbacks or whether actually he is being carried by Henry. Yeah. So Jeremy McNichols is the backup running back. I think he's former... 49ers, I want to say. Um, they had a lot of running backs, let's put, let's put it that yeah, way. I mean, yeah, 49ers have had a huge The odds are good. Um, but, I mean, it, when you when you look at it, the odds are in favour of Tannehill. I mean, he's got AJ Brown, he's got Julio Jones, as long as they can stay fit. He's um, got Pruitt. So, yeah, and, and Jeff Swain as well, I, I really like. Swain was um, got a receiver. Um, was it the Rams? I think it was, or the Bills. It was one of them. It was a good possession receiver. Um, oh, that's one of them. I, remember, I just remember it being effective. Um, but you're right. We, we're going to be. We're going to see how good it is with Tannehill and, and running back by receiver. Wouldn't surprise me if they um, go and trade for someone else. 
Um, hopefully Melvin Gordon, but um, yeah, we won't, we won't speak anymore. The guy that got all that. your touchdowns at the weekend, yeah. Yeah, get rid of well, him. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. We don't want, we don't want touchdowns in Denver. It's overrated. <laughs> don't like him around here. <laughs> no, not around here. So, um, yeah, we're pretty much we're pretty much going to see a very different Tennessee team. It's kind of like, imagine if, um, imagine if in Baltimore, you had Lamar Jackson who broke his foot or had a foot injury and all of a sudden he wasn't able to run. It changes your offense. It changes your offense identity enormously. And that is essentially what this does for the Titans. It, it completely changes what they do. So you're going to see how good the coaching staff are. You're going to see how good the, the, um, the quarterbacks are and the running backs are. So it, it's a completely different team. And I think everyone is going to be viewing them as uh, a different proposition in, in the playoffs now. Mm. I, I disagree. I don't think that, that it changes what they're going to be at all. I think their identity is a running team. I think they will try and stay as a running team. If that doesn't work after two or three games, then they might change it. But at the moment, they're comfortable in the division. They've got the tiebreakers over the Colts. They, they can afford to just carry on doing what they're doing whilst maybe implementing a little bit more pass to run. Um, but they're not just going to suddenly knee-jerk into a different type of team. I think they're going to have to because at the moment they've only got two running backs, neither of which have carried the load recently. Um, and, you know, they're going to, their strength now lies on, lies with the receiver. So I think they can, I think you're right in the fact that they've got such a buffer in the division. They can try and continue to do what they're going to do, but it changes the way they have to play unless they go out and sign more running backs and have this committee that's going to exist. I don't know because Adrian Peterson last season in Washington, he was running perfectly fine. All right, he's not Derek Henry, but there's no, no one in this league that is. So, nope. and he's going to, and he's going to, he's another year older. I mean, I know Peterson's age is but a number, but uh, you know, he he's another year older. McNichols hasn't carried this load either. I just don't see how two running backs, one neither of which have carried a load recently, are going to be able to carry over from Derek Henry. I just, for me, I just don't see it. All well, I guess we'll do... find out. They they didn't really use. I mean, Henry was pretty much shut up through the entire game against the Colts. And so they lent on AJ Brown. He had over a hundred yards. We haven't talked about the game yet, but you know, they have got other options there. Bringing in someone like Julio does allow them to kind of negate the, the loss a little bit, just mm. a little bit, still Derek Henry. But. The yard game won't be a problem. It's, it's it, it, what it really boils down to is can they still manage the clock? Can they still game manage mm-hmm. when they're not able to run the ball consistently in the fourth quarter? Yeah, we've got another high-profile uh, injury as well this week, guys, and that was the New Orleans Saints quarterback Jameis Winston tore his ACL in his left knee and sustained MCL damage on Sunday, according to the head coach Sean Payton. Jameis was brought down by Bucks linebacker Devin White with a horse collar tackle and his leg got pinned behind him as he went to the ground. Winston tried to walk off but couldn't make it under his own steam. Trevor Simeon came in and played play the rest of the game under centre. Though Winston's season is over, the Saints are insisting they're not thinking of adding another quarterback to their room. Taysom Hill's also getting back to full health, and there's a fourth-round rookie, Ian Book, to consider. I was going to say, what's happened to uh, Taysom Hill? Because I thought he was the heir apparent. Is he, mm. Was he injured, is he? Is that why yeah, he was. Him? So he's just about ready now. Well, let's hope they go and uh, pick up Teddy Bridgewater. Um, <laughs> that's Teddy all I'm doing. Loves, loves, the, <laughs> loves the Mile High Stadium. He's not getting he, anywhere. All, I, all I'm doing is tarting out my, our entire squad at the moment for trades. <laughs> <laughs> He was there a couple of years ago and was the start when Drew Brees was, uh, was out. Didn't lose in five games. Mm. We'll take Cortland Sutton if you're offering receivers out. 
Nah. Back to Winston. He was having a pretty good season. I think it was, what, 13 touchdowns to just two or three interceptions? Um, I mean, obviously, was, you know, there's a couple of shoddy He was having a James better. Winston season. He was, he was better than he was in his Winston. last... He was, he's better than he was in his last uh, season in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Without a doubt. But, you know, he's, he's still one of those iffy, dodgy, just as likely to throw you the game away as win you the game quarterback. I mean, in total yards, he was 29th overall um, behind Davis Mills and just one place above uh, Zach Wilson. So, uh, yeah, not great. But as you say, you know, his. He has uh, thrown less interceptions than Patrick. Interceptions are down. <laughs> I mean, everyone's throwing less interceptions than Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes currently leads the division, uh, leads the NFL with the uh, interceptions. Yeah. I mean, he's also got 19 touchdowns, so he's doing all right on that that part as well. Um, but no, I, th- I think Bridgewater is Bridgewater. Winston has been better than I thought he would be, but still in many, many plays, he's been somewhat erratic. So he still hasn't lost himself. And it's good that this whole... You know, myth of I oh, my eyes weren't working. I've got laser eye surgery, and I'm going to be a much better quarterback. That's now busted because uh, I've never heard so much horse shit in all my life when he came out with that. But um, no, it's uh, interesting times because the Saints again, nothing's going to change for them because they still rely on their run game and their short plays. Um, but ultimately, they'll 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 be able to find someone that's going to be able to replace him easy enough. I mean, Simeon came in and did okay. He did. Yeah, he did. Uh, we're going to pull back a uh, a feature from last year, boys, and it's Felony Watch. Felony Watch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bad boys, bad boys. What you going <laughs> to do? What you going to do when they come for you? Just one story that broke today, and that was that Las Vegas police are planning to charge Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs III with driving under the influence resulting in death. According to the police, officers responded to a traffic collision early Tuesday morning involving a Toyota and a Chevrolet. A deceased victim was located inside the Toyota, which was on fire, and Ruggs, who police say showed signs of impairment, was identified as the driver of the Chevrolet. Um, now, this is uh, something I'm going to pass over to Punk now, I guess, seeing as one of your players. Oh, so, you, so, so not just passing the buck because you don't know what you want to say about it. <laughs> well, there I don't know go. what I'm going to say about it. Really, le- le- it? It's, it. It's really simple. There's there's two lines to this. What he did was absolutely ridiculously stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, there should be no thought about anything at the moment other than our thoughts and condolences going out to the victim Yep. Um, and their family. Mm-hmm. Um you know, the NFL has a policy whereby a driver is available 24-7 for any employee of the NFL. Yeah. There's no excuse for it. He deserves everything he gets. End of. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? That I mean, It's insane. They've, yeah, it, they've it, released a picture of the, the, the crash and it's not a, not a little shunt. It's... No, going, it's, it, it's, it's fireballed cars. It's, yeah, the report is he's gone to the back of this Toyota and it's just caught fire and he's... Yeah... The Chevy's completely smashed up as well. I'm surprised he managed to get away from it, but sometimes if your body's a bit limp, if it's not really, uh, you know, fully engaged, they seem to get away with it a bit more. Obviously, you know, currently it's all a bit speculation and it is breaking news as we're going through. So, you know, I'm not saying pinch salt. It sounds very serious. Um, you know, obviously someone has died in this accident. Yep. So there can be no excuses for for 
whatever it is he's done, whether he's driving under the influence or whatever it may be. At the, at the uh, threat of getting a bit deep here, but you know that what's happened is essentially my biggest fear, um, both being hit by someone, because when, when you're driving, it's one of the most dangerous things you can do. Being hit by someone who's gone out and had a few beers and decided it's a good idea to drive is literally one of my biggest fears. Mm-hmm. But also taking my eyes off the road and killing someone and potentially going to prison for the rest of my life. So the thought of getting in a car when you're drunk I don't want to overreact, but he's a damn fool. Do you know what? It's the most stupid thing because you're in Vegas and you're a million, multi-millionaire, you know? Mm-hmm. You can't get a hotel room for the night. You can't phone a friend or a family member to come pick you up. You can't use the NFL car service. You can't use Uber, a taxi or Lyft. You know, there, there are a thousand other decisions that he could have made other than the one he made. Um, Not being funny as well, but Vegas ain't exactly big. He could have, could have probably walked. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. I've been to Vegas and there are taxis everywhere. So exactly. There, there's that's just no if excuse. If you're, if you're dumb enough to get in a car after having a drink, then you know th- there's no sense that you can apply to it. Um, there's right. nothing more that you can really say to that. We all know someone who's probably done it and we all know someone who's a bloody idiot for doing it as well. Well, we'll have to follow that situation as it develops, but um, it's not looking good for, for Henry Ruggs. So let's move on to the games then, boys, for week eight. It's week eight, right? <laughs> I, get, I get lost on these weeks. I'm not sure. Yeah, it was week nine, eight. Nine, isn't it? No, no, week nine is no, next week. No, no, it is. Week it is nine is week next eight, week. week. Yeah. yeah you're right. Let's go through the games for week eight. So we're going to oh, start. Like season nearly. <laughs> no, season, almost yeah. halfway. Yeah. To Thursday night, where ex Cardinal Russell Douglas corralled an interception with 12 seconds left in the fourth quarter that helped the Packers knock off the previously unbeaten Arizona Cardinals in a thriller that featured two of the NFL's top quarterbacks. The Cardinals thought they were going to rally to win the eighth straight game, but Kyler Murray threw a stunning interception on second and goal as the home crown groaned in disbelief. AJ Green didn't expect the pass to come his way, never turned around, and Douglas was there to snatch the ball in the corner of the end zone. With Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard out with COVID, Randall Cobb stepped up with two touchdowns on three catches. Kyler was tipped and picked and didn't get a passing touchdown on the day, but Chase Edmond got a rushing score early and James Conner got two rushing touchdowns in the second half to put the Cardinals in a position to win it. If we're being honest, this was a lucky escape for Green Bay. The final score was the Packers 24, Cardinals 21. It was a lucky escape, but I think they just deserved it, to be honest. I think going going into an undefeated Cardinals home stadium that was loud. I mean, you, you yeah. could hear that on the broadcast. It was a loud stadium. And actually being in the position where, you know, they they got it kept it as close as they did and 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 actually were in the position to win it as long as their defense could make a stop. I think that that shows, you know, Green Bay's maybe got a little bit more strength and depth than maybe we all gave them credit for. Um we all know they're you know, first first elevens on both sides of the ball are good, but they have a tendency to drop off quite quickly once you start getting into third, fourth, fifth stringers. So um, I think, I mean, there was one amazing play that just didn't count in this game, um, which was Mercedes Lewis's one-handed grab at the back of the end zone when the mm-hmm. ball was behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, he didn't quite get his feet down. But that in and of itself, if, that, if they'd managed to get a touchdown there instead of a field goal, the game wouldn't have even been as close as it was. And as for AJ Green not looking for the ball when you know you're driving down the field to score the game-winning touchdown, what are you doing? You're in the end zone. Every, so. single, every single receiver coming out of that huddle had to have been thinking, the ball might come to me. 
you know yeah. it, it it yeah i mean the cardinals did throw it away but we do have to give green bay some credit for winning it as well well they're both seven and one so there we go do you know the the great thing on this game so Russell Douglas is, is a guy who was drafted in the third round by, I think, the Eagles. Um, never really made it. Um, was bounced around practice squads here and there. Yep. Um, and he was claimed about three weeks ago from... Um, uh, he was claimed by the Packers from the Cardinals practice squad, which I think is nice poetic justice. I think got released um, by the Cardinals and they just picked him up off the street, basically. Yeah, no, he, right. he, he really, one of those he got situations, picked up. Yeah. yeah, but the, the the best thing about this game was when Douglas intercepted the ball, he ran to the crowd, and there's a woman in the crowd, you can watch it, screaming, give me the ball, like, like really, really screaming, can I have the ball? And there's no way he's giving, this is, the, this is his career highlight, there's no way he's giving her the ball. <laughs> and she's almost screaming, you know, because the whole thing that happened with the Brady ball the week before, et cetera, et cetera. And he's aiming like he's going to throw it in. But next to this woman of pure joy on her face was an opposition supporter who just looked crestfallen. And it was the summary of sport. And it was beautiful to watch. And it was nice to see, you know, a backup player who's never done anything in the league reaching what could end up being the pinnacle of his career. This is a game-winning interception. And it's the only thing of any note really he's ever done in the NFL. And I'm incredibly happy for him. Well done. Because it, it's a big old thing. It's a, this is his potentially his biggest moment in the NFL. So, uh, yeah, well done to him. Okay. And for his team to trust him to, to cover AJ Green. I mean, it does help when AJ Green doesn't look. But to trust him to, to cover AJ Green, it says a lot. So, uh, yeah, Russell Douglas, uh, well done to him. On to Sunday then, boys, where Zane Gonzalez kicked four field goals and Tuba Hubbard scored with six and a half minutes remaining to seal a win for Carolina, snapping a four-game skid for the Panthers. Stefan Gilmore in his first game with the Panthers and Shaq Thompson in his return from a foot injury both had key interceptions. Matt Ryan was held to just 146 yards passing with three sacks. Sam Darnold looked okay until he took two massive licks on back-to-back plays. The second game of a concussion that's unsure if he's been playing this weekend. Panthers win and the Falcons missed the chance to go above 500 for the first time since 2017. The final score was the Panthers 19, Falcons 13. Yeah, it was was just one of those games, wasn't it? It was a bit of a nothingness, really. Um, I know Matt Ryan got me, I think, five and a half points for my fantasy team, so that was good of him. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah. I, it was just one of those games, really, where I didn't really pay that much attention to it. Fair enough. No, it was a bit of a nothing game. I mean, Falcons-Panthers is not exactly the most exciting game. That it's a divisional matchup, though. Yeah, it's it a divisional matchup, but you know, it's still the, t- the way the teams are at the minute, it's, yeah. there's just no real interest in this game. Donald mm-hmm. versus Ryan. <sighs> PJ Walker I mean, in the end. Getting the, uh, getting yeah, the... was it? Well... I mean, there's not exactly that much of a drop-off. The, the, both teams have just been a bit disappointing this season. Um, yeah, there's not, not a huge amount to add. I mean, it, it, it was a one-score game and it was a crap game. So so let's move on. Yeah. It was the epitome of what, what a London game normally is. To be oh, come on. <laughs> the Bills beat the Dolphins for a series record seventh consecutive time, outscoring them by a combined 258 to 123 points in that run. But at halftime, it was 3 all. 
Josh Allen woke up and got touchdown passes to Gabriel Davis, Stefan Diggs and Ramon in himself. Two Ramon in two at the other end, but a costly fumble at the end of the first half and a bad interception in the fourth quarter did for the Dolphins yet again. The final score at Orchard Park was the Dolphins 11, Bills 26. I thought the Dolphins played a bit better than they have done recently. Um, but again, yeah, they're still continually shooting themselves in the foot. Um, in no the surprise in the fins. Uh, no surprise that the Bills won this and in the end won it quite comfortably, although the Dolphins did keep it close for majority of the game. Hmm. Yeah, for a long time, this was the only one in uh, the only one in my accumulator that was letting me down. I mean, I went on later to lose by quite a few, but at that time it was the only one that was looking a bit close. Um, but you're right, it was kind of it was kind of one team who aren't as good staying close for a while and then the team who are better just pull away and yeah, it, it became easy. It became a route. Um, not a huge amount to uh, add to that, really. Fair enough. Jimmy Garoppolo threw for 322 yards and ran for two touchdowns. And the San Francisco 49ers snapped a four-game losing streak on the Chicago Bears. Debo Samuel had six catches for 171 yards. That gave him 819, breaking Hall of Famer Jerry Rice's club record of 781 through the first seven games of a season, set in 1986. Elijah Mitchell carried 18 times for 137 yards in the touchdown. Justin Fields threw for 175 yards in the touchdown. The rookie also ran for 103 yards in the score, becoming the first Bears QB to rush for 100 yards in the game since Bobby Douglas in 1973. The final score at Soldier Field was the 49ers 33, Bears 22. I don't think there's a lot to add to this. It's a brilliant <laughs> team beating a rubbish team. <laughs> the, only, the only thing really that I saw in this game that was... Uh, Actually, well worth uh, just mentioning was Justin Fields' fourth quarter um, touchdown. 26-yard scramble, wasn't it, or something? 26-yard scramble. I think it was on a fourth and one as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know... It's he, the calmest he, scramble I've ever seen, though. Yeah, but it, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the fact that he very calmly rolled right, stumbled, almost got sacked, stood up, stopped, turned around, reversed the field, and just yeah. walked, basically it, ran into the end zone. Picture what he did. Very now athletic. Put, picture what mm-hmm. he did, though. Put him in an Arizona Cardinals shirt. And he looks... And a he's bit still at least Murray. a foot taller than Murray. Right, yeah. I know that. But he looks a bit Kyler Murray-ish in the way he sort of moves and fakes. And it's that, it, that it, little it, twitch. It, yeah. Uh, you it's, know what I mean? It's a similar style uh, to Murray in his first season, definitely. Um, I mean, it was whether it whether was, he goes on to progress the way Murray has and as quickly as Murray has. I don't know. Oh yeah, but, I mean, just in terms so, of rushing. I mean, it was more that that rush was infinitely more impressive than the two Russian touchdowns Jimmy Garoppolo got, for example. Oh, definitely, I mean, they were in slow motion. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, I, I I I think one what the Rams really do need is an outside left linebacker Rams? that can really help Rams. Um, I was talking about the Rams. I was on, I was on a different game. <laughs> No, I think what the um, uh, Bears Bears. No, what the Bears really need is uh, some more pass rush because it seems to have eluded them. Well, that that was their first game without Cleo Mack for a long time. Well, that's the thing. They need a left linebacker who can actually apply rush because the amount of time they can't pay for one though. No, I know, Mm. and that that that's one of the big problems. This is what we said years ago though. With the amount of first rounders and high picks that they've got, they're going to be in cap trouble. But they were pulling the right tackle. Um, the 49ers are running, pulling the right tackle, Mike McGlinchey, to cover inside. 
which because there was no threat from the left it was just a bit weird but i mean it was a good team being a bad team mm. okay on to the next one then where ben roethlisberger threw a touchdown pass to rookie tight end pat frymouth and fellow rookie Najee harris had an eight-yard diving touchdown after half time for the steelers who were handicapped by kicker chris boswell getting hurt on a trick play that blew up just before half time boswell suffered a concussion on that play the browns did get a touchdown from running back dearness johnson but Chubb was kept quiet and Jarvis Landry dropped some important chances to see the Steelers get the win. The final score in First Energy Stadium was the Steelers 15, Browns 10. Turgid. I genuinely don't remember a single thing from this game. I do. It's I don't think it was was, touchdown defense, was it? It was, it was just very bad play all round. It was scrappy. It was horrible. If, if this game North, was a mate. meal, if this game was a meal, it would be a pot noodle on chips. That's what this game was. It was just a mess. <laughs> and it would be a pot noodle. It's with Steelers, you, I don't care. You, I do not you care. Didn't even, it's a pot noodle where you didn't even use the flavour sachet. You went straight in for it. You didn't even bother adding that extra no flavor. soy sauce. It, no, you wanted it plain. You wanted it plain. This game was rubbish. I'm sorry, man. Jim, I know you want to wax logo. You beat the Browns. I, I mean, well done. In Cleveland. You beat him in Cleveland. Yeah, isn't that like the 11th or 12th time that Roethlisberg has done that? So yes. it's not really anything I new, mean, it's is not it? the 11th or 12th. 12, 12, it's about the 40th time. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I can't get excited about a game where 25 points happen. Sorry. <laughs> That's probably oh, I can definitely football. get excited about it, just not this one. Oh, all right. Next one then. <laughs> so Philadelphia bullied the Lions' defensive line, seeing Boston Scott and Jordan Howard getting two rushing touchdowns each to see the Eagles ease to a win against the only winless team in the league. The Lions are now on a bye. The break gives first-year coach Dan Campbell extra time to figure out how to avoid making history during the league's first 17-game schedule after being a tight end on the first 0-16 team in Detroit 13 years ago. The final score at Ford Field was the Eagles 44, Lions 6. Now, we all picked the Lions sorry. to win this game. and I'm, no, no, I'm, I'm sorry, Lions fans. I've it's been over. backing your team all season long, saying they've been feisty, they've been in games, you know, they're going to win one soon. It's done. Um, that's it. I'm I'm off the Lions bandwagon. I'm not picking them again this season. That's it. <laughs> they're they're going to go over in seventeen. The thing is, let's not overreact. Okay, the Lions were rubbish. In overreact. We're eight weeks into the season. Yeah, yeah. But the Lions have been close in so many games. I mean, there's, there's obvious, and then they haven't as well. Yeah, this is other games trade. been nowhere. No, but I mean they've been they I mean I was gonna say they, they were in within a couple of points of the Vikings and the Vikings have generally done well. Um hold on to your seat for, for more on that later on. Um but I mean they only just lost to the Lions, they weren't uh, sorry, they only just lost to the Ravens, they weren't a million miles away from the Bears. Um so uh, there are no an eight team who yeah, are they're, better they're, than they're going backwards, they're they're regressing, they're not getting better, they're regressing. They they regressed in in one particular week. Now the thing is, they've got a buy. They've got the Steelers next. I mean, Jim's gonna have a smile on his face from ear to ear here in there. Um, but there's every chance because there's such massive talent gaps within this Lions team. There's every chance that they could struggle to get a win between now and the end of the season. And that's me. You know, I don't want to say I'm a Lions fan, but I, I certainly have a huge fondness for them. But if you look at some of the teams, sympathizer. Got, no, I, I, I have a fondness. They're my second team, I would say. Every team's um, your second team at some point in the season. No, Lions, Lions, especially the FC West. Lions have always been my second team. Um, 
but I mean, when the Broncos played the Lions, disgrace we've even got a second team. To be honest, yeah, he's a, they're they're my NFC team. Let's put it that way. I've got Giants uh, jerseys, punk. Just what are you talking about? I've got all kinds of jerseys. I've got Ray yeah. Lewis jerseys. You got an, you got, got, an got, got an jersey. Yeah. I've got an Adrian Peterson jersey. Doesn't doesn't oh, mean yeah. I support the teams. It's not as because I like the player. Yeah. The NFL is not as tribal. You can have different jerseys. I've got a Jets hoodie just because it was cheap when I went to New York. Nothing wrong with that. Like oh, hang on. You've got Ray it, Lewis and Adrian Peterson, hoodie. two upstanding members of the NFL community. Hey, we're getting... They would have made good Raiders. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. No one's going to argue with that. <laughs> um, no, I think there's, there's a serious concern with the, the, the Lions because they look a million miles away from being in a position and the thing is they're closing games but not in a position where they're not closing games they're just close do you know what i mean so you, it's not as though they're losing out on last plays and stuff they then they're one score away on many occasions but that one score is a long big old score stop um, trying to make a reason for what them doing anything they're rubbish they're going to be they are, rubbish they're rubbish they're and that's the points came in the fourth rubbish. quarter as well yeah, it wasn't Done. like they were early on. Move on. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Out loud. I, I, I think the the hire of Dan Campbell was the wrong decision. I think it's obvious mm. now it was the wrong decision. Um, I hope they win a game between now and the end of the season, and I hope it's not on the twelfth of December either. <laughs> okay, so next game it was an overtime one. The game between the Titans and Colts was a bit of a mess. They combined for five turnovers, a plethora of hard hits and wild swings two touchdowns in the final 86 seconds of regulation and 20 penalties. The game went back and forth. Derek Henry was kept relatively quiet by the Colts' defence. Carson Wentz had thrown just one exceptional season until throwing two in the final seven and a half minutes. In the defining play of the game, and what might be called one of the worst plays of all time, Wentz was flushed from the pocket and tried to flick the ball away left-handed from the end zone. Instead, rookie Elijah Molden snatched the fluttering ball out of midair and scored on the two-yard interception return. The first pick six for Tennessee in 38 games. Tennessee got the second interception in overtime and ran it back for an easy field goal to win it. The final score at Lucas Hall Stadium was the Titans 34, Colts 31. This was the game of the week, right? I'm just in, in terms of pure drama. Throwaway of the week. Worse than the card oh. was thrown away. Yeah, it was good. I mean, this was one of the reasons my son went to bed late. I was going, in a minute, in a minute. I take him to bed in a minute. I've just got to watch overtime. And he, we, we sat up and uh, he watched his first overtime and we were both enthralled. Probably me more so than him. Mm. But this was the most Carson Wentz of Carson Wentz games. Moments of brilliance. One of the passes he did to Michael Pittman. I oh, yeah. which touchdown it was. It was the first one or second one. Utterly brilliant. Yeah. And it was the ability, it was the, I don't think that pass was ever on. And it was his ability to go through progressions and go back to the start and go, right, that's the pass I'm going to do. It was superb. And then a minute or two later, madness, rush of blood to the head, craziness. It's just, yeah, I, you, you, you lose, lose the ability to speak after something like that because it was rubbish. I thought the Colts defense was superb, to be honest. Yeah, I think the they bottled, bottled Henry up. Um, they, they, I kind of went into it going, "Oh, okay, you've got the status as the number one defense against the run. Prove it," and they did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and and certainly with the amount of injuries they've had over the uh, course of this season so far, I think 
you know, I, th- I don't think you can discount the Colts, even if they only get in as a wild card. I mean, you know, Henry's injury withstanding and who knows what will happen second half of the season. But, you know, they're a dangerous team. And when Wentz is on it, he's really on it. The problem mm-hmm. is he can't stay on it for a full game. <laughs> he just keeps making stupid bonehead plays. Yeah. The highs if are they, high if and they the can lows bash are that, terrible. Exactly. And, and it, but if they can bash that out of him in the next eight or nine weeks, then, you know, they're a dangerous team. I'm not sure they can. I mean, Frank Reich was his OC in, in Philadelphia and he didn't manage to do it there. And there's also the argument of are you going to lose the, the really good bits of, of someone if you try and coach out what makes them great? I mean, he, he knew as soon as he'd done it, he was absolute bonehead play. He, he gave the game up at that point, you know. There was a chance for them just to ease away with it. The defense was playing really well. They were stifling the Titans as much as they could. AJ Brown had a great game. He had over 100 yards, I think, uh, receiving on, on the day. Um, but they managed to stop the main threat, and that was Henry. And they had a, a big chance to win this game, and they threw it away with some bonehead players on offense. It's just so frustrating. I stuck my neck out last week. I thought the Colts would do it. They were so close to doing it, but they um, they imploded. So <sighs> anyway, and if you if you look at the defense, the defense is young. Yeah, you know, you've got um, Okeri, Okeri, I never spell his name, never pronounce his name right. Um, Kenny Moore, Darius Leonard, Quitty Pay. I mean, they've got real good quality young players. Um, whether they can hold on to them or not is another thing. Um, but you know. It, they are a team who are defensive heavy. All you kind of need is for Wentz not to give the game away. And that defense will win you games. And they'll win you big games as well. I just don't think they're talented enough on the offensive side of the ball. And that's considering they've got what is now um, the leading rusher in the league with um, Derek Henry being out. Jonathan Taylor has been an absolute superstar this season. Yep. So next game. And we're going to go to Rutherford, New Jersey. We're back. We're back up. Jets QB Mike White threw for 405 yards and three touchdowns. Caught a two-point conversion pass on the go-ahead score and joined Cam Newton in 2011 as the only player since at least 1950 to throw for 400 or more yards in their first career start. He overcame two early interceptions and also became the Jets' first 400-yard passer since Vinny Testaverde threw a 481 on Christmas Eve 2000, a span of 327 games, and even left for a few plays to be checked for a neck injury. Down 11 points in the fourth quarter, the Jets got a beautiful touchdown from Ty Johnson, who flirted dangerously with the sideline before diving in for a 19-yard score. A touchdown for Tyler Croft got them the lead. There were earlier touchdowns from Michael Carter and Braxton Berrios. Since he had touchdowns from Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd and two from Joe Mixon, but this was the Jets' day. Final score was the Bengals 31, Jets 34. I did not see this coming. I thought the <laughs> no one saw this coming. Absolutely well, walk over them. Four and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. They're pretty much eleven points up. Yeah, you know, there's there's no way on this planet Mike White and his you know never seen before NFL quarterback stylings should have been able to bring the Jets back into it. But as soon as Ty Johnson and big shout out to him for his uh, toe tapping, tightrope walking touchdown. It's an f- amazing play if, if, if you get yeah. to go and watch it. Um, that really, I think, was the play that kind of sparked them into life and said, actually, we've got a chance here. Because 
you know, if 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 that gets called as him being out of bounds, then you're losing another minute and a half, two minutes off the clock, and they just wouldn't have the time to come back and and win the game. But fair play to the Jets, absolutely. Are the Bengals as good as we thought they were? Probably not. Are they as bad as that game suggests? Probably not. I think all that happened really was they saw they were eleven points up with four minutes to go and kind of took the foot off the gas and couldn't get back on it when they needed to. It's bloody yeah, typical, Zach Taylor said they were outplayed on the day. Head coach for the Bengals. I mean, it's bloody typical, though, isn't it? You know, this is we've done. This is now the one hundred ninetieth episode that we've done, and it keep was... in count. I've just looked very quickly. I wanted to make a point, so I wanted to have a look. And um, this is the 190th episode we've done. Last week was the first time in 198 episodes we praised the Bengals and said, they're a sneaky good team. Ooh. Then they go and lose to the Jets. I mean, we are the kiss of death. The only time we ever praise the Bengals and they go and shit the bed. Um, the Jets two wins. The Titans now and the Bengals. Two I teams know. In their division. They don't play it's against weird. bad teams. No. Um, but I mean, the Bengals are better than they showed, um, and the Jets are considerably worse than they showed. I think it's is it complacency? I don't know. I think we've said a few times that the Jets are feisty on defense and have got yeah. some pieces there. Um, so you know, theory, I don't think they're bad. Staying in game shouldn't really be a problem for them. The problem's always been can they, you know, create enough offense to to win games? And up to, up to this point, you'd say no, but. To be able to beat the Titans and the Bengals, that's got to give them some confidence that actually, if they just pay attention and execute what what it is they're trying to do every week, they'll win more. Yeah, but they can't win games doing what they've been doing so far, and in, and doing what they've what they've been doing against the Bengals. You know, you can't ask. Mike White to go into a game, throw 400 yards every game and throw it 45 times. You just can't do that. That's not conducive to success. It might happen every once in a while, which is great. I don't think the Jets are any better than we potentially thought that they were. And I don't think the Bengals are any worse than we thought that they were. I think it's just one of those flip games that happen. It's the NFL. And any given Sunday. Yeah, that can happen. So the Rams beat the Texans 38-22 and all of Houston's points came in the fourth quarter. Shock horror. Really all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) Yeah, don't need to say nothing to say about that. No. Uh, Next game then. So Adrian Phillips got two picks against his old team as the Patriots got another win against the Chargers in LA. The first was a pick six after Herbert was way off on a pass to Jared Cook. It was a tight game with neither team playing amazingly on offense. Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen had Chargers touchdowns in the first half. Damian Harris got a rushing score for New England. Joshua Palmer got his first NFL touchdown for the Chargers late on, but Nick Falk made all four of his field goals and the Patriots got enough pressure on Herbert to make the final score at SoFi Stadium. Patriots 27, Chargers 24, as I predicted. I was surprised at the Chargers being as bad as they were coming off the bye week. I thought they honestly would have would have actually... They just looked disjointed. Something wasn't quite clicking that had been clicking in the previous few weeks. Um, now, you know, whether that's down to coaching or whether it's just down to the players actually could have done without having the week off. Um, who knows? But, you know, fair play to the Patriots. They went in there and put a shellacking on them. I mean, every now and again, there'll be a fat bloke who'll lose weight 
but he can't resist walking past McDonald's and going and getting a Big Mac. And that's exactly what's happened with the Chargers. They're still, they're going to do this kind of thing where they just shoot themselves in the foot at home against a team that they're better than. This is still the Chargers and they're a Chargers type of team. They're the fat kid who's no good. And this is coming from a fat kid. This is, you know, this is a fat kid who's no good uh, in the big games when it matters. You know, they, they should have outperforms the Patriots considerably. They they've got oh, they're better on paper. They're better in reality. They've got the better quarterback. They've got a better offense. Probably the better defense. But the Chargers do what the Chargers do, and they lose stupid games. And that's the reason they'll never be the Chiefs. I know the Chiefs are crap this season, but and uh, sorry, it's the reason they'll never be the Steelers. The reason they'll no, never go and win games that they shouldn't win. They lose games that they should win, and they're just a disappointment. I don't think they're a disappointment. I just find it strange that they had this bad a game coming off a bye week. Usually yeah. you come off a bye week and, and you know, everything's Amen. rosy and tight and everyone's relaxed because they've let a few, few of the bumps and bruises heal and so on and so forth. And they just they just looked out of sync. It was like something, something just wasn't quite right. Definitely yeah. some good pressure from the Patriots front seven. And the yeah. offensive line just wasn't helping Herbert enough, or he was holding the ball for too long, whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, it could, it could have been that 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 you know bit of Belichick magic on the uh, if, if hiding his blitzes and so on and so forth. So you know, it could have could have confused Herbert somewhat. Yeah, if if you're out coach, you're out coach, and and it ha- it's happened a few times this season to the Chargers. You know, you you should never come off a bye and be terrible. They came off a bye and were terrible, so. Um, they they got beat by a team who they are, as I've said, significantly better than. There we go. So who wants to hear about the Seahawks beating the Jags 31-7? No. However, I do want to highlight DK Metcalf's touchdown catch. Two touchdowns he, on the game. He had two in the game, but his uh, second one, um, which was, I believe, first and 10 at the fifteen. Um, the ball's thrown up behind him. He's actually gone over the receiver, pirouetted, and managed to sneak his feet in uh, by the corner of the pylon. Um, it so reminded me of a Randy Moss catch. It was ridiculous. Um, it, it, I mean, Metcalf's just a big, strong dude, man. But mm-hmm. to have that kind of agility as well is is rare. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a uh, beast of a receiver. Yeah, he's pretty good. He is pretty good. Um, so, boys, when is a win not a win? When that win takes some pressure off your head coach, Vic Fangio. Mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon got two touchdowns and Washington kicker Chris Blewett missed two of three field goal attempts. DeAndre Carter got a touchdown on Washington's only positive-looking drive of the game. But the final score at mile high was Washington 10, Broncos 17. And Dave, how upset are you with that win? Horrendously. So, Broncos score a touchdown. Broncos score a touchdown. Um, with, oh, sorry, Broncos got a touchdown. Go ahead, basically. And then there's a, a last minute, um, last minute Hail Mary into the end zone, which is picked off by, I think, Justin Simmons and returned and blah, blah, blah. None of that's relevant. The, the only bit that's relevant is that the Broncos essentially have three plays to get a first down twice the game. Um, and all you have to do is quarterback take a knee and then punt it. Because what will then happen is Washington will have 20 seconds to go the full length of the field. So that's how you win the game. Pretty simple. 
the inability to manage the clock or manage any form of offensive play type by the Broncos continued to hamper us. On the first play, there was a fumble, which the Broncos then managed to recover. On the second play, it was a pass play. Rather than running it and keeping the clock going, it was a pass play where Bridgewater took the snap, went to hand off. There was no one there um, because it was called pass play, sort of ran to the side, went uh, and threw it at the ground. Clock stops. Touchdown retained. Uh, timeout retained. And then the following play is a fumble which was recovered by Washington and they have an opportunity. And it's only the Broncos' ability to actually defend uh, which saved the game, which I, again was ever so slightly gutted by. Um, and the first question that was asked to Coach Fangio in the uh, post-game uh, interview was, what did you think about the last series? And he said, we should have done better. I mean, it's the worst clock and game He's management. not wrong. Well, I mean, he is, but... <laughs> It's you should have done the better. worst clock game, the worst game management I've ever have ever seen in my entire life. It's embarrassing how bad he is at managing the clock and managing any kind of offensive. He was calling those plays. He was on the sideline um, taking part in offensive play calling like he knows what he's doing. It's, it's become a joke. It's genuinely become a joke. The best um, thing about this game, and genuinely the best thing about this game, was the apathy that the win was uh, greeted by the Denver Broncos official Twitter account. I think you, you <laughs> a win's you, a win. <laughs> you retweeted it, Dave, and it yeah. literally just said, "A win's a win. Job done. Yeah. Move on." The, the Broncos official Twitter account said, "A win's a win." I mean, <laughs> it tells you. I cannot explain how bad this is it would have been better if we'd have lost the game there's no benefit other than the fact that we're level with the chiefs at the moment if you just said after you know in week eight the broncos would be level with the chiefs i'm like yeah we're having a good season though six wins seven wins <laughs> no we're having a terrible season it's uh, there's a lot going on at the moment with the ownership changes and there's there's things going on behind the scenes and with coaching changes Everyone knows that Vic Fangio is not going to be there next year now. It is, he's kind of made that it, he, that decision now has been made, I believe. I don't think there's any way in which he can be retained. Um, or oh, you'd be surprised. This is no, no, no. I, I, no. I genuinely don't believe there is any way in which he can be. I, I just don't believe it's possible. Um, so now it's just about not letting him ruin what could what what is a decent team, you know, and annoying so many players that they want out when it comes to next year. Um I I yeah, I, I could go on for a long time and I'm not going to. This wasn't an eventful enough game to warrant a rant from me. It was just absolutely apoplectically rubbish. But we won the game. All right, let's let's come out of this Eeyore shaped hole that we've just fallen into for the last five minutes. I can't believe it. And you won the game. It's just ridiculous. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear, like Rorschach. Uh, the stage was set in New Orleans for Tom Brady to drive down the field and simply get a field goal to win the divisional game with a, with 141 remaining. Instead, Brady got the ball to PJ Williams, who returned it 40 yards for a pick six. Two sacks on the next drive, including a fourth down. Ended the game for a Saints victory. They like doing this against the Bucks in the regular season, at least. 
Biggest bad news for the Saints, though, was the loss of Jameis Winston. The final score at the Superdome was the Buccaneers 27, Saints 36. This is a good game. I enjoyed watching this game. I enjoyed watching Ooh. Tom Brady get beat. Um, and it's nice to see Simeon. I mean, going back to Broncos Twitter timeline, seeing Trevor Simeon doing what he was doing in New Orleans, so many people going, we should have kept Simeon. <laughs> and, you know, it was very much tongue-in-cheek. But congratulations to him. He, you know, he, he he's done something that many quarterbacks haven't done. So, well done. I'll be brutally honest. I didn't realise Trevor Simeon was still in the league. Yeah, I thought he's been he'd been quite bombed a few teams. out years ago. No, no, I know he'd been around a bit, but I just Simeon, I figured by now he'd he'd be on the shelf somewhere. And no, no, you know, no. Simeon, Simeon is a guy. Badges. Simeon's a guy, and this is the reason he's still in the league now. This is the reason he was got the Broncos starting job in practice and in OTAs. He's phenomenal. Like I'm not even joking. He is absolutely legendary. You know, Cam Newton's rubbish in camp but good in, well, used to be good in actual games. For Simeon, it's the other way around. In camp, he is utterly, utterly phenomenal. And he will be a coach. There's no two ways about that. So teams will sign him because they'll take one look and go, good God, we can really do something with him. And then he goes in games and, you know, hears footsteps and the usual stuff. Um, But he will always have an opportunity until he decides he wants to go and coach. But his ability to coach players is or, and to be that solid team is one of the reasons he'll be around. He's, he's been to numerous teams. He's been to a lot of teams, um, and he'll continue to get those opportunities. It's why um, Charlie Whitehurst stayed around the league, wasn't it, for so long? Punk, remember Charlie Whitehurst? Yeah, yeah. Clipboard yeah. Jesus. Yeah, it was great in yeah, shorts. No. You put him in pads, and it was <laughs> rubbish. Some, so. some, sometimes it's it's also about just having a guy that understands the playbook. So when yeah. you're in the QB room, if you've got one guy that knows it inside out and can actually explain it in a in a simplified way to you know your younger quarterbacks and better quarterbacks, mm-hmm. then you know those guys are like gold dust. They really it's are. One of, it's one of the reasons that Ryan uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick has been in the league for so long because he's the smartest guy in any room he walks in. Yeah. He's a Harvard grad, and he he's his ability to soak in information is one of the reasons he's played for thirty one of the thirty two NFL teams. It's, he's also a it, fantastic fantasy quarterback. He's off and on. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's better than Matt Ryan. Let's not let's not you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was just great to not see that narrative come through of Brady driving down the field and getting another fourth quarter win. Um, yeah, I mean, but it's, they're just completely shit the bed. It was great to watch. But Saints is, is always one of those games, though, isn't it? Because they're division rivals and they've played so many good and close games over certainly over the last sort of ten years or so. That actually, you know, if if you know Buck Saints is on, then even if you know there are missing players and injuries and so on and so forth, they just play against each other. They play hard. Both teams always play hard. So, you know, it they're always decent games to watch. Oh, this is this is that Liverpool Newcastle thing, isn't it? It's always a good game, no matter what. It's always a decent game. It always used to be before Newcastle got rubbish anyway. But it's just that that fixture that always goes off. I think the the other th- the other thing I think that is the big fear is that in nine months' time we're watching America's team, uh, America's game rather, and you're going to have Brady talking about how this fixture and this loss was the turning point and what really led them to spur them on into a run into the playoffs and eventually the ring. That's my own. Yeah, that's my <laughs> only. The narrative has now been set, and it's, I just don't want to hear that narrative anymore. I'm bored of it. Let's move on then from it. Sunday night's game was the Cowboys at the Vikings. Sorry, but this game was awful. 
The Cowboys got a touchdown from Amari Cooper and the 76-yarder from Cedric Wilson. The Vikings got a touchdown from Adam Thielen, but both teams looked poor. At least the Cowboys can blame it on having to play their backup QB, Cooper Rush, with Dak injured. The Vikings have zero excuses, apart from obviously uh, Mike Zimmer. Final score in the US Bank Stadium was the Cowboys 20, Vikings 16. Mike Zimmer's a joke. Um, also, Kirk Cousins. I thought it was your favourite coach. Yeah. <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Uh, head coach light. of the Denver Broncos. Oh, it could man. be. Don't Fangio followed by Zimmer. That would be amazing. Our GM used to be the assistant GM. You'd become a Raider fan, wouldn't you? Done deal and then. We've, we have hired a number of people both on and off the field from the Vikings. I mean, it's the golden rule of football. Raider yeah. former club. Every they're, coach does it. They're laying the groundwork for when Zimmer if, comes in next season. Mike Zimmer goes to the Broncos. I'm done. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> done. I'm, not, I'm not done with the Broncos. I'm done with everything. <laughs> done with life. Uh, yeah, terrible game. Um, I don't know if you've got any comments on the game, boys, but... Uh, not overly. I, mean, I did enjoy Amari Cooper's little juggling catch in that. I think it was in the final drive. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was quite nice to see, but that was about the only highlight, I think, in the entire game, to be if honest. You thought, if you thought this was bad, it's the Cowboys versus the Broncos next week. Ooh. That's going to be even worse. <laughs> It was Vikings Broncos, I think maybe. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, let's move on. The last game was Monday night's game, and we saw the Giants visit the Chiefs. You have to think at this point that the Chiefs' offense wants Mahomes to be racking up interceptions, as Jarrett McKinnon this time headbutted a pass into the, in the end zone that gave an easy pick for Julian Love. Willie Gay got a pick back from Daniel Jones. There were first half touchdowns for Tyreek Hill and Derek Gore, no relation on the Chiefs' side. Carl Rudolph got one for the Giants. The Giants had a tight end. Evan Engram got the Giants in the lead at the start of the fourth, but two Butker field goals when the Chiefs couldn't get a touchdown was enough to come away with the win. The final score in Arrowhead was the Giants 17, Chiefs 20. I'm four weeks running. My streak, my hot streak is continuing. I haven't seen it. Monday Night Football, paid no attention. Still haven't seen it. This was <laughs> horrible. Fourth week running, was... I've not watched Monday Night Football. It's great. This, this was scrappy. It was ugly. It don't um, sound great. If if both teams could have lost, that would have been the fairest outcome. To be fair, um, <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, there were a few games like that this week. They were just were very been, good, you know. Has there but ever I been d- a nil nil in the NFL? Has there ever been like no, a, no. a turgid nil nil? Is there not? No, no. no. It's been like a six three or something. You know, I mean, there's been yeah, there's been six threes and three six and three check. three and. <laughs> Yeah, but there's never been a nil nil. There hasn't. I know. I, I know there hasn't. No, I'm not. I, I believe you that there hasn't. I want to know what the lowest it, scoring game is now. Nil six three. I think is the lowest, or 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 possibly three nil. Five. Apparently, there's definitely not been a safety there, only. There have been a number of NFL games that have ended nil nil, but this was pre NFL. This was when it was. That's yeah, before the merge. Doesn't count. Yeah. Doesn't count. All that kind of stuff. Doesn't count. Um, Stop searching it up, Dave. I was gonna <laughs> look clearly, clearly, it was the result everyone expected, but again, it was close, so it was just horrible. Mahone, you know, that that I mean, uh, God knows what's happened to Kelsey, he's dropped off the face of the earth. Yeah, so um, Mahomes, yeah, Mahomes just doesn't seem to be able to take the easy throws at the minute. It, yeah. it, it's almost like he's trying too hard, and and it's his offense isn't helping. I mean, Tyreek's been the no, one good spot last, but... last night anyway, but you know. Other than that, it's been it's, pretty difficult for him to get anyone to consistently catch the ball and yeah, not fumble it. Wrong. 
I'm I'm very very happy that the Chiefs are playing so so poorly because I think oh, yeah, they're sure currently the second seed in the AFC and we didn't play this week. So you know <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely amazing. But um, yeah, they, 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 yeah, I, you know what? Are the Chiefs going to make the playoffs? I'm not convinced they are. I'm not convinced you know, they aren't they, either. No, that's what I mean. It's 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 one of those weird situations where we're always going to sit here and go, they've got a chance, they've got a chance, they've got a chance. But eventually, mathematically, they're not going to have a chance. Mm-hmm. And they need to start turning this round sooner rather than later. Otherwise, they're going to end up just with egg on their faces. Well, I mean, look. If, if, they, if they don't qualify for the playoffs, this is the biggest drop-off I can honestly remember. Um, and no, I, I said, been... I remember, no, I mean, I mean, it, I can honestly, I know you, you've been watching NFL a lot longer, but in, on no level did I honestly believe the Chiefs would not make the playoffs. Um, and we've said losing a Super Bowl is real, it's tangible, it's there, it's measurable in terms of its disappointment. We've seen it with the Rams, we've seen it with the Falcons, the 49ers, teams who lose Super Bowls disappear. And it's, it's I'm not necessarily sure that's the case this time because the defense has just been so bad. Um, but it's, I, I genuinely, if someone would have told me this is what was going to happen, I'd have said, you're mad. I'd have said, you're absolutely stonking bonkers. We'll know a lot more after the next three games because the next three games before they're by are the Packers, the Raiders and the Cowboys. The Raiders always do well against the uh, Chiefs. Or That's what I mean. So we're going to find yeah. out a lot in those next three games before their bye week. In week they have to win two of those. If they don't they do. win two of those, then I'm pretty much ready to say they're dead and buried. I think mm. you might be right. I think you might be right. Although, interestingly, the Titans losing Henry could throw them a lifeline. We'll, we'll have to see what happens. No, so, yeah, the next three four four weeks play. are going to be very, very interesting. Yeah. yeah. They've, got to take, they've got to take it by the scruff of the neck and actually get some results. But those were the um, games for week eight. Last, Let's have a look. The last um, last game to end 3-0 was the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Miami Dolphins in 2007. I'm sure Jim will probably remember that game. It was probably <laughs> raining really badly or something yeah. terrible happened. Yeah. 3-0. I'll be too to remember. Yeah. <laughs> Only in Pittsburgh could a 3-0 game live in the memory. <laughs> <laughs> well, it clearly didn't. But, um you say that. Yeah. I know you remember. If I look I at the highlights, made... I probably will remember the game. But uh, anyway. No, in Pittsburgh, they probably made a commemorative T-shirt of it. Well, <laughs> we haven't got room with the six Super Bowls that we've got Wasn't there. Wasn't that the game where the Dolphins yeah. refused to get off the bus because it was too cold? <laughs> Could it be? <laughs> Before we talk about week nine, let's look at the week eight wrong-uns. Those are the picks that we made uh, before the week started. And they didn't come off for us. So I feel like I had a bad week this week. We, no one had a great week, Dave, if it's any consolation. Um, we all picked the Cardinals to beat the Packers on Thursday night. So there was an instant L for everyone there. Um, uh, Dave and Punk both bet on the Falcons to beat the Panthers. So myself and Hannah did well on that one. Uh, Hannah bet on the Bears to beat the 49ers. So we all came out of that one okay, apart from her. Dave again. And Hannah picked the Browns to beat the Steelers. Bad mistake there. Well done, Punk, on changing your mind. We all had the Lions beating the Eagles. So another uh, group L there. I put my neck on the line for the Colts to beat the Titans. So close, but uh, no cigar. We all bet on the Bengals to beat the Jets. So there's another loss for us. 
Hannah thought the Texans might beat the Rams. Well, if it was the fourth quarter only, they should have a chance. The Patriots, I was the one person that said the Patriots would win. Everyone else said the Chargers. So there's a, a plus one for me there. But myself and Dave picked the Jags to beat the Seahawks. Um, yeah, not doing that again. Uh, myself and Hannah thought the Washington football team might beat the Broncos. That didn't go ahead. So Punk and Dave got a, a win there. Broncos didn't. I shouldn't get a point for that. Broncos didn't win. Well, you we bet on the Broncos to win that game. Yeah, I know. We, we didn't win that game. We, I shouldn't get points. For Technically, that. you won the game, Dave. Take the no, damn W. It's in the books. Yeah, not having it. I was the only one that bet on the Saints to beat the Bucks. So you three take an L, and uh, that comes back around again because I and Hannah thought the Vikings would beat the Cowboys. So again, there was the fifty-fifty split. What that all means is, after a lot of uh, incorrect bets, that uh, the best person on the week was Punk, who got nine and six. Then it was me, eight and seven. Dave, you were seven and eight. And Hannah was Jeez. five and ten on the I had pick. a losing record. Oh, and what does that rough. do to the overall standings that Dave's been crowing about for what the past, that does, what it, seven weeks? Yeah, what that uh, does, about punk, is mean that you are now tied with Dave on 78 points. And I have now tied I mean, with the people on 75. So there's a three-point gap between first I'm and sorry. Second. All I heard then was, Dave's still top. That's all I heard then. I didn't say no, that. No, no, no. Join whichever way you want. What you heard still was, top. was Punk turned it turned turned around a four point differential in two weeks. Mm. That's what you uh, heard. No, I heard Dave still top. So, no. <laughs> so you joined top now. You are sharing the top step of the podium. Doesn't right matter. Now. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Playactionpools.com, Nova Truth. Playaction Pools is the the site that we're using. We're partnering with them this season. Uh, check them out if you want to use uh, their site to set up your own league then make sure you use the, the promo code TFD to get 10% off it's a really good way of picking games and keeping score of stuff Either that's the NFL the NBA or the college football game so yeah check out playactionpools.com there we are loving being part of their uh, their competition this year and it's so easy to use as well it's so much better than having to rely on Dave and his spreadsheet and you know me watching as your your picks disappear each each week and get Jim. changed for random ones you know or Jim will fix it over there Oi, Oi. Oi. that's out of bounds <laughs> right let's move on to the picks then for week nine so thank you very much Hannah for um for doing those picks for last week we're going to move on to a new challenger this week it is Patriot Mark Patriot Mark, one of our most uh, loyal listeners, been with us since the start. Uh, he's he stepped into the ring. He's picked his games for week nine. So let's see what we can do then, boys. The Thursday night game is the New York Jets, the Mike White-led New York Jets against the Indianapolis Colts. 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 Um, normally, I, normally, I like to live, give a little bit more content as to why I think, but Colts. Colts, Colts are at home. Uh, Jets won't have another performance this week. <laughs> short, really? short, no, short, short week, short week as well. Still celebrating. No, Still drunk I'm, on the champagne. Go, yeah, exactly. I'm going Colts. Is that really Thursday night football? Yeah, Jets yeah. Colts. Yeah. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ! We've had some crap on Thursday night this season so far, haven't we? We just had Packers Cardinals last week. No, I, yeah, yeah, that, but that's what I expect on Thursday night. There's one point I, I don't. We had, I expect that on had, Sunday night. No, we had Jags versus who is it? Jags Bengals? Well, no. Yeah, th- Thursday night isn't isn't. It used to be the be. color rush night, didn't it? So they used yeah. to just pick the teams with the garish 
most garish colours, but Jags the Jags they, they suddenly realised they couldn't sell any of those because they were that horrible. <laughs> I'd buy one if it weren't $80. <laughs> Well, okay, look, it's a clean sweep for the Colts in the picks, unfortunately. So yeah, very sorry, Jets fans. Pick the Jets. <laughs> well, maybe maybe the Colts aren't good enough for the Jets to beat them. That's uh, that's the compliment yeah, I'm going to pay them. Another way to look at it. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Sunday, we're going to start with an AFC North matchup. It's the Cleveland Browns at the Cincinnati Bengals. Both took an L last week. Bengals. I don't know why, but I'm beginning to like the Browns less and less. So I'm going to go Bengals. I think they bounce back. I, I think I'm probably wrong, but I, I, I think they both had dodgy losses last week. I think they both could, maybe should have won. The Browns what? just didn't play very well. Um, I'm going to go Browns to bounce back rather than the Bengals. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not entirely convinced the Bengals are quite as good as we think they are. Okay, well, the Browns weren't allowed to play well. So just put that out there. So it's three people picking the Bengals and one person picking the Browns. So punk, you're on an island there. Then we've got Denver Broncos at the Dallas Cowboys. 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 Cowboys and Cowboys. Cowboys ride horses, don't they? So well, Dak's back, isn't he? Um, because he was yeah. a game, he was a game time. Um, decision. So he's got to be back by by next week. Um, and the Broncos, Broncos have only got half their pass rush. I mean, less than half. <laughs> um, we've uh, yeah, the the Broncos had eleven days to prepare for Washington, and look at the shite we came up with there. So uh, on seven days, it's going to be even worse. So yeah, Cowboys are not even close. Um, I think it will be close. I think it will be within like thirty points, but it'll be. Yeah, we'll be fine. The Broncos are up down to like middle linebackers number nine and thirteen. Oh, you and your middle so, linebackers. Yeah, yeah dude. We're just not gonna be able to stop the run. It's a good week to have Ezekiel Lilly in fantasy this week. <laughs> which I have. Uh so that's a clean suit for the Cowboys. Then we've got the Houston Texans at the Miami Dolphins. Didn't matter yeah. who you said Texans. This this is suck bowl, isn't Shouldn't it? Do. But <laughs> um yeah, uh Dolphins. Just yeah, we've all gone for the Dolphins. They suck yeah. slightly less. I'm, I'm very worried about that pick just because the Texans can put some points yeah, up every now exactly. and again. Now this feels like a London game. <laughs> <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons are at the New Orleans Saints in the NFC South matchup. Falcon Saints. Oh, mm. I don't want to pick the Falcons. I really I've gone don't want for to the, the Saints. Falcons. The reason I've gone for the Saints is they're playing at home. Um whether that makes a difference or not, but the Falcons were so bad this week that I cannot morally justify picking them. So I'm going Saints. Okay. Um, I'm going to go for the Falcons just because I don't like the fact that it's now called the Caesars Superdome. Oh, you like the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Yeah, it just feels weird. It feels dirty. when They jumped ship to the Falcons, didn't they, Mercedes? Oh, right, they did. I'm sticking with Mercedes. I mean, I don't particularly like Mercedes' vehicles, um, but I'm, I'm going to stick with though. Seeing as Mercedes no, aren't no, actually no. sponsoring this segment, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. other German-type cars are available. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They are. Um, All right, so you're going so Falcons I'm, then, Dave. You're just getting I'm that. going the Mercedes-Benz, Mercedes-Benz-led Falcons. Absolutely. All right, well, see yourself on the island because everyone else has gone for the Saints. Good okay. Luck. 
Next game is the Las Vegas Raiders off their bye week at the New York Football Giants. Jesus Christ. Oh What's my matter, God. You're shaking your head. Shaking my head. This. Uh, <laughs> why? Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, earlier in the podcast, we talked about uh, a rather traumatic experience <laughs> that happened to the Raiders for the second time in three weeks. We're coming off a bye week, which is great. However, we're going west to east. And I've always said West Coast teams do not play well on the east early. So, you know, everything... Oh, God. Everything is stacked against us. We... Always. I'm... I... uh, uh, Giants. Whoa. I knew you had a second team. I said that, and you okay. Uh, it's 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 nothing to do with second teams. Look, we we look what happened in the Bears game after the whole Gruden thing. We've now got no deep threat receiver. We're playing at ten a.m. because it's the stupid West Coast to East Coast thing. Mm. I I I just think it's one one adversity too far. For, for this week, for this week. If this had happened, if the whole rugs thing had happened last week and we'd had uh, a full week to kind of prepare for it and, you know, put another game plan in place, then so be it. But I, I just, I can just see that what's going to happen is that Dan Jones is going to have the game of the season for him and, you know, we're, we're not going to get the run game going and Carr's going to lob a couple of windy, wobbly interceptions. And yeah, no, I'm just going Giants. Okay. Uh, now, you never I know. Think... This could be the start of another run where the Raiders win and I've picked against them and I have to keep doing that. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> no. But at this moment in time, I'm going Giants. I okay. just I think... think it's one step too far. I think the if run is played... more likely... The run that's was... more likely is where you lose five in a row. I think that's the run that's more well, likely. Possibly. We'll see. We'll see. But, you know, we do have one of the hardest schedules left to go. So, you know, that is possible. But Can you hear that? Can you hear that if, violin being played? If, if this game was in Vegas, if this game was in Vegas, I'd still pick the Raiders. But because it's being played on the East Coast, I'm, I'm, I'm going to edge towards the Giants. Um, so... I apologise to the Raider Nation. Again, I mean, they don't care. Um, so I, I know from experience that traveling from west to east is a bastard. It's horrible. Um, traveling from east to west for some reason doesn't appear to affect teams that much. Um, but it is a, it's a physical disadvantage because you play at a time when your body is absolutely not used to it. So. I am also going to go for the Giants. Just because I've seen the Broncos travel to the East Coast a number of times and get mullered by teams who are half as good as them. See, I thought Mark had gone out on a limb here by picking the Giants. He thought it was an upset pick yeah. as well. I'm the only <laughs> one for the Raiders here. Yeah. You're the, you're the lone wolf for the Raiders. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. The Giants are gash. So, you know. Raiders? Raiders are Jim's second team, though. We all know that. Oh. Oh, well, they're so it. far from being a second team. It's unbelievable. <laughs> let's, let's move on swiftly. The New England Patriots are at the Carolina Panthers. And the New England Patriots will beat the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. Patriots, Panthers, Patriots. Uh, 
Patriots. I don't know why. I've got nothing, no insight. I've got no... I do. The defense is quite good. They've got a really, really fairly Panthers good head coach. Is all right. And um, Mac Jones is playing pretty well. So for me, that's an ingredient to win against the Panthers team that's iffy. I'm still going to go Patriots just because Punk has and I'm on a time at the top of the table. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's a close game. I think it's a close game. I don't think the, Pant- I don't think the Patriots I don't are. think it's a blowout game, but I think the Patriots win it. I'm interested to see who Mark went for because it's his team. Well, Patriot Mark has gone for the Patriots in this yeah. game. Uh, I have also gone for the Patriots as well. I've picked the Panthers a lot this season and been let down several times by them. So I just can't pick them in a, in a close game like this. So it's a clean sweep for the Patriots in, in the picks. Then we've got the Buffalo Bills at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Bills. Buffalo, move on. Doesn't need explanation. Everyone's, everyone's gone for the Bills. Quick question. Are you still going off your preseason game sheet or have you deviated massively now? I've made you used to be the last few weeks you've taken immense pride in telling us that you picked these games before the yeah, season. Now it's not started. mentioned at once. Now it's not being mentioned at all. So I'm guessing you're making oh, sorry. a long life. I've made okay, I've made three changes this week from what I did before the season started. Okay. The first one was okay. the Saints. I before the season started, I thought the Falcons would beat the Saints just because it's divisional and I switched them up. Um, this next game, Minnesota at the Baltimore Ravens. You had the time at the beginning of the season to go through every single game, yeah, and make an educated guess as to see what you think was happen. Yeah, I hope your employer doesn't listen to this. There's no way you did that on your own time. I I'm did. sorry, I'm not I having did. it. <laughs> Rubbish. We what had the fixture leading up to the, the start of the season. What was the fixture? Oh, god. The Vikings at the Ravens. Oh, uh, Ravens just come off a bye, haven't they? Yeah, I've got Ravens. Yeah. yeah, Ravens. Ravens. It's a sweep for the Ravens, and it's a switch of my picks. I had the, the Vikings before the season started. Switched it to the Ravens. The LA Chargers are at the Philadelphia Eagles. It's another uh, west to east. Yeah, it's another west to east. But so by that logic, rubbish, man. But the charges were that <laughs> bad three, last, four week. last week. Last yeah. week, I mean, Jalen Hurts isn't even a quarterback, is he? No, not so, Dave. You know, yeah. No. So for for that reason and that reason alone, the fact the fact that the Eagles can play without a quarterback and still put up forty four points, I'm going with the Eagles. I'm going Chargers. Okay, well, Mark has gone for the Chargers. I've gone for the Eagles as per preseason picks. So we've got a 50-50 split there. Now we've got potentially game of the week. It would have been preseason. The Green Bay Packers are at the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, Packers all day long. <laughs> not, even, not even close. Yeah, I'm going to go Packers. Yeah. I don't think I would have done if, if the Chiefs had shown me any semblance of being able to play cohesive football. Um, but they haven't. Yeah, so yeah, I'm going with the team that I know can play in all three phases. So Packers. Okay, Mark's also gone for the Packers. I've gone for whoa, the whoa, Chiefs. whoa, whoa, whoa! You're telling me there's three phases of football now? <laughs> what are these? There's always, there's always been, been three. No, no, first, no, no, no. First half, Bron- second half, and half time. No, Broncos have only ever had one phase. <laughs> That's <laughs> Jesus. <slow. laughs> so I'm on an island there with the Chiefs uh, playing at home. You've gone for the Chiefs. 
Preseason picks, mate. You're damn fool. You've changed four of them this time. Don't sit three, there saying three, preseason picks. Three. Whatever. You don't Arizona want that Cardinals. time at work to be the Arizona Cardinals. We're moving things. on. The Arizona Cardinals <laughs> are at the San Francisco 49ers. Cardinals. Cardinals. This was the pick I, the third pick I switched. Everyone's gone for the cards. The Tennessee Titans, the Derek Henryless Tennessee Titans, are going to the Los Angeles Rams. Ooh, even easy. with even without Derek, even with Derek Henry, sorry, I would have picked the Rams for this, and I'm not deviating now. So you know, Rams. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so the pod have gone for the Rams. The people have gone for the Titans. So we've got an island pick there for Mark. The Monday night game is the Chicago Bears at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bears Steelers. How little do I want to watch that game? Well, you won't. Monday Monday night. Night. So you won't. So yeah. that's fine. I mean, yeah, I'm right continuing over. my streak. <laughs> it's going to be six in a row now or whatever it is. Um, the home team will win. Yeah. Whichever playing at home in that game will win. The who's Pittsburgh home? Steelers are at home. Yeah, I'll go Steelers. There you go then, Steelers. A sweep for the Steelers, as it should always be. Uh, It means that the Detroit Lions, Seattle Seahawks, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Washington football team are on their bye week. So there we go. This might be the best week of the season for the Lions because it's the only week they're not going to get trailed. (laughs) There are actually some good games this week. There were some difficult picks in there. Mm. Mm. It doesn't mean when you come to do your accumulator, you'll get some decent odds though, which is good. Because the past true. couple of weeks it's been turgid. But at least one team will there. just completely destroy it. So at least one. Yeah. Okay. So there we go. That is the pod guys for week eight and with the week nine picks. Um make sure you're checking us out on all of the usual social media stuff, Twitter and uh, Instagram. I wasn't able to do any watch alongs last Sunday. I was just absolutely knackered from Halloween uh, and the time the clock's going back and everything. I just couldn't do it. Uh, jet lagged, weren't you? <laughs> jet lagged. One yeah. hour. <laughs> that would just killed me. Uh, so yeah, I'll try and do it this Sunday. I will try and get back on it this Sunday. As long as get some peace and quiet, um, should be all right. But uh, yes, yeah, check us out at uh, thefinaldown.com. And if you can, please look to sign up at patreon.com slash final down, where we post extra extra content, including probably what we're going to be doing tomorrow, which is the trade deadline look back and uh, comment on all the different teams that have made moves. Um, to try and improve their squads or blow it all up ready for next season. We've also started doing tribute videos as well. Um, we uploaded our first one last week and it was where Jim was doing a tribute to Paul Skulls where he was eating Punk's toenails. And it's quite something you've, you've got to see. It. it is amazing to watch. So, uh, yeah, Jim's got no idea what the hell's that son about, have you? you got my, <laughs> my toenails are not going to be selling Patreon. <laughs> I can quite safely tell you that for nothing. <laughs> Dave has officially oh, gone mad. <laughs> did, did anyone believe that for a single second? <laughs> I'm beginning to question whether I did it now. So there we go. Anyway, so <laughs> until next week, guys. I've been Jim. That's been Punk Raider. That's been Never Dave. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.